It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. I have been recording this, oh, well, let's just say 704, July 14th, 2023. I'm in my work office, and uh, you can actually see this. I've been doing um, the ease in my work office, and I have this whole computer system set up in front of me, so I thought this morning I could record video of this, which is not a thing that I've been doing except when I have a guest who's remote. So hi, people out there who are not staring at me right now. I'm just looking at a camera and talking to myself in a room. Uh, let's do the pluggy things. Uh, social media, Instagram, Twitter, probably threads, at DictionaryPod. My personal is at SpeedJampar. Uh, there's a Google Voice number, 917-727-9797. Oh boy, 5757. I think that's what it is. Just check the show notes. That's where you can find all that good information. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, please, rate and review. Rate and review. That's what the algorithms want f- to take all of our data, and then the podcast goes up in the charts, and I want to be in the charts, please, and thank you. Uh, the video, if you're watching this video, uh, you can, um, uh, you can f- subscribe to that YouTube channel and look at all the other silly videos that I've made, like backwards talking. I- you've wanted to learn how to do that, I think. This somebody told me. Uh, share, 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 share. Share this show. Subscribe to the show. Um, what are the other things? I don't know. Buy some merchandise. The T Public link is in the show notes. Uh, go check out Jonah and Tom's work. They are the ones who did the theme songs. You can make your own theme song. Join the Patreon. Give me money, please, so I can do this stuff more and not the other stuff more. Okay, I'm going to be looking down. If you're watching the video, it's not going to be the most interesting thing. You can look at my hair mostly because um, the, the book is down here. All right, the first word in this episode is edema, E-D-E-M-A. I'll try and look at the camera some, but not. It's it, there's a lot to read. Okay, noun, edema is a noun from the 15th century. One, an abnormal infiltration, and excess accumulation of serous fluid in connective tissue or in a serous cavity, a serous cavity, and this is called also dropsy. I do, I do kind of remember talking about dropsy in the Ds. Uh, so serous cavity, it's not serious. Why so serious? That was like George Bush saying that Joker line. No, this is serous S-E-R-O-U-S. There's no I in there. Some sort of cavity. Um, I believe, is this when like, if you've got too much water build up in your legs and you press on your skin, it leaves an indentation? Uh, something like that. I think that might be edema. At least maybe, ah, see, here, number two, A, watery swelling of plant organs or parts. Okay, I don't think humans have any plant organs or parts but it's that same idea watery swelling in an area and to be any of various plant diseases characterized by such swellings so if a plant has a disease one of the symptoms could you call it a symptom in a plant 
one of the symptoms would be this watery swelling in, I don't know, the stem? Where, where do plants get watery swelling? I don't know. Let's look back at that normal one. Abnormal infiltration and excess accumulation of serous fluid. Did I? Did I? I wonder if I said that wrong. Accumulation of serous fluid in connective tissue or in a serous cavity. So yeah, it's, it doesn't specifically say watery swelling, but it's the the uh, the connective tissue, maybe the muscles and things like that. They're not uh, moving the water through themselves very well. Yeah, I think that's it. Edematous. Edematous, that is an adjective. This word comes from the Greek oidema, which means swelling, from oidin, which means to swell, akin to, I think this would be Armenian, aitnu, that looks like a prefix, which means swell, and also from the Old English ator, which means poison. So, I mean, maybe this more came from the plant thing. So maybe if a plant has been poisoned, it gets this watery swelling, something like that. It's not good. I think if you have too much water sitting around, getting all stagnant, that could be poisonous to you, potentially. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, that's it for edema. I uh, need to come up with a sound effect. What should we do? What should we do? Nobody live. Let's go. Because there's a camera in front of me and I just did a camera clicky sound. The next word is Eden. Capital E-D-E-N. Noun from before the 12th century. Number one is the second definition for the word paradise. That's where we all want to go. We want to go to a paradise. But everybody's idea of paradise is different. I'm looking at a photo on my uh, background screen desktops thing. You know, the screen, not the screensaver, but the desktop background. And it's a shot that I took in Iceland from a waterfall, uh, Gleamer. And this is one of the paradise things to me. This, this gorgeous landscape that just goes on forever with a river and a waterfall and green and mountains and clouds and way water back out there. It's just gorgeous. That's that's one paradise. What's paradise to you? You can email me, dictionarypod at gmail.com. I didn't say that at the beginning of this episode. Number two, for Eden. This This is where, you know, this is what most people think of probably. The garden where, according to the account of Genesis... Adam and Eve first lived. Where did they live after that? Did they move into an apartment? A brownstone? Uh, This is the place where they say the first two humans were living, and it was a paradise, and then the snake was like, yo, eat this apple, and Eve was like, I'll eat the apple. There's a lot of problems with this story. So many problems, the first of which being, it's just not scientific at all. End of story. Number three, a place of pristine or abundant natural beauty. Hmm, not necessarily paradise, but it's pristine. It's natural. That's that's the that's a that's a paradise to me. But um, yeah, just a place that's just that's just you know all nature, 
trees and plants and animals and everybody's singing and happy to be together and there's no judgment or hate. That's an Eden. Edenic. Edenic, that is an adjective. This is from the Hebrew word. Now, I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. It is a capital E-D-H-E-N. It could be pronounced Eden, Edhen. It looks like there's a line over the first E, and then there's a little apostrophe next to the E as well. That's the sound effect. The next word is edentate. Edentate. E-D-E-N-T-A-T-E. First form. Adjective from 1828. Number one is lacking teeth. Now, we haven't seen any prefixes. This this doesn't look like it's using the specific prefix. Um, but dentate, you know, that's, that's teeth-related, dental, all those things. So edentate is lacking teeth. Thank, thank the God who made Eden that I am not edentate because I have teeth and I take care of my teeth and you got to take care of your teeth. Otherwise, you're going to become edentate, and I don't think anybody wants that. Um, my my cat, Audrey, is partially edentate. Bailey is too, but just a couple of days ago, uh, I took her to the vet, and her two front big old canine teeth had been pushing themselves out, which I guess just sometimes happens with cats. And he was like, they are so loose, I'm surprised they haven't fallen out already. And so he took her to the back and... Pulled him out. I think no problems at all. So now she is partially edentate. Number two, being an edentate, which I think is going to be our the next form of the word. That's the noun. This is from the Latin edentatus, or maybe just edentatus. Edentatus. That's a fun word. Uh, which is from the verb edentare, which means to make toothless. To make toothless, I'm going to sock you one good and make you toothless. Uh, Like that dragon in How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, It is from the E prefix. I guess we could just go back to the E prefix and see what that says. Uh, Let's see. Oh, here we go. Yeah, missing, absent. Yep, yep, that's the prefix that we're using. Uh, So it's the E prefix plus dent the prefix or the word dens, which means tooth, and there's more at the word tooth. So yes, it's a very obvious word. I don't have to make the hand movement every time. The second form of edentate is a noun from 1835. Any of an order of mammals having few or no teeth and including the sloth, here we go, we got toothless animals, sloths, armadillos, and New World anteaters, and formerly also the pangolins and the aardvark. Now, how and why is this formerly? Why are the pangolins and aardvarks formerly part of uh, this order edentata? Uh, they, did they did at some point in the scientists say, okay, you cannot be part of this group because why? Because are you not mammals? Do you have teeth that they didn't that they think they didn't have teeth before? That's fascinating. I might have to uh, put a link in the show notes for edentate, all these, the, and then this order, edentata. Um, though I, I think um, objectively, those are some of the best animals that we have. The sloths, the armadillos, 
Anteaters, pangolins, and aardvarks. Why are they so fascinating and interesting and weird and cute and fun? I think they're fun. Next is edentulous. So it is E-D-E-N-T-U-L-O-U-S. Edentulous. Adjective from 1782. The synonym is just toothless. So uh, it's just another adjective that you can use. Edentate, edentulous, same thing. Um, Yeah, the etymology is the same as well. Edgar is next. Capital E-D-G-A-R. There's a lot of Edgars, a lot of famous Edgars, but for some reason the first one that pops in my mind is, I think, the bad guy from uh, Men in Black, the first Men in Black. I think he, he was called Edgar... Something like that. I believe, I believe, for some reason, I hear Edgar in relation to that very strange character played by Vincent D'Onofrio. Fantastically. Uh, okay, Edgar, noun from 1947. A statuette, I did not know this, a statuette awarded annually by a professional organization for notable achievement in mystery novel writing. You may, might, may, may, might be able to figure out where this comes from. I will tell you. It is from Edgar Allan Poe, who was regarded as the father of the detective story. I am not very familiar with Edgar Allan Poe's work. I know a handful of them, you know, the the heart story and the raven and, and those. But I guess I never really, I, I haven't listened, I haven't read enough I was thinking, listen, like listen to audiobooks. I haven't read enough of his work to know that detectives were really a part of that. But wasn't um, John Cusack in that movie? Was it the Room movie or something? And it, I think maybe he played Edgar Allan Poe, and that seemed like sort of a detective story. I didn't see it. But uh, yeah, I, I should probably read more Edgar Allan Poe. So uh, it's an award. Do you do you say we got an Edgar? Do you shorten it to Edgie? Is probably not the way that people talk. Uh, professional organization for notable achievement. So yeah, it's a mystery novel writing award. Next is the first form of the word edge. E D G E noun. Uh, from the before the twelfth century, there is a bunch of definitions here. One a, the cutting side of a blade, as in. A Razor's Edge. There's a movie called Razor's Edge, I think, and I don't think I've seen it. The cutting side. You got to be careful when you're dealing with the cutting side. I got a knife. Why do I have a knife right here? This is the edge. This is the edge right there. This is the the not sharp side, although you wouldn't want to get sliced with that because that's pretty sharp too. This is the sharp side right there. Okay. That's the edge. 1B, the sharpness of a blade, as in a knife with no edge. That's a bad knife. You gotta you gotta sharpen your knives. I've gotten in the habit of every once in a while sharpening the knives when I gotta cut some veggies or something. You need a sharp knife. 1C1, the synonyms are force and effectiveness, as in blunted the edge of the legislation. 
blunted the edge of this legislation, blunted the effectiveness, the force. So what? So maybe they changed the legislation, they didn't like it, and so they changed it, they rewrote it, and then now it's just not so forceful or effective. So the edge that it had, it's just a blunt edge, and it's not going to do so much. It's not going to be as effective. 1C2, vigor or energy, especially of body, as in maintains his hard edge. He has so much vigor and energy. That's his edge. Why do you, why do you, why do we say that? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. 1C, no, 1D1, incisive or penetrating quality that's the end of that sentence. Incisive or penetrating quality, as in writing with a satirical edge. The, it, you're so incisive. Your, your, your wit is so penetrating when you have this satirical edge to you, to yourself. Uh, I wish, I wish I had more of that. 1D2. A noticeably harsh or sharp quality, as in her voice had an edge to it. Hmm, how is your voice harsh or sharp? I don't think mine is really harsh or sharp. Is it? It's a little higher pitched than I hear in my head than I would like. Um, hmm, harsh or sharp. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, typically women have higher pitched voices, so uh, some people could say that they are harsh. If I were to talk like this and make this face, that would be a voice with an edge. And I don't think anybody wants to hear this, so let's stop. I think the visuals are really going to help. Okay, 1D3. We're still in the ones. A secondary but dis distinct quality, as in rock music with a bluesy edge. Uh, so secondary but distinct is very distinct. Would the Rolling Stones, they, they were rock but also bluesy. Um, were they more bluesy than rock? Were they more rock than bluesy? I am not an expert on the Rolling Stones music. Uh, so maybe, maybe we could describe the Rolling Stones as having a bluesy edge. It's distinct. It's there. You notice it. It's sharp like a knife. It's not a blunt edge. It's a sharp edge. Okay, 1E. Keenness or intensity of desire or enjoyment, as in, lost my competitive edge. I never had a competitive edge. I was not a competitive kid or adult. I don't care. Let's just have fun. Uh, keenness or intensity of desire. Yes, if you have as much desire or enjoyment, ooh, yes, I want to do this thing so hard. That's my edge, I guess. 2A. We finally got to the twos, and uh, you uh, probably saw a cut there. Uh, you know, sometimes I just have to cut. I got a phone call. I'm not going to put all that in the episode. Sometimes I got to blow my nose. I got to sneeze. So yeah, sometimes there's going to be cuts. But by and large, no editing. And that will be very obvious when you watch this video, other than that one cut. Maybe there will be another one. We'll see. Okay, 2A. The line where an object or area begins or ends, and the synonym is border, as in on the edge of a plane. 
oh, it's so nice walking through the plain. There's little butterflies and little beautiful flowers. And then you get to the edge of it. That's the border. And then all of a sudden, there's a skyscraper. To B, the narrow part adjacent to a border, as in the edge of the deck. The edge of the deck. So, the wait, the narrow part adjacent to a border. So there's the border, and then the narrow part is next to it, adjacent to it. Right? Is that? I don't know. It's the edge of the deck. It's That's the edge of it. It's just, that's where, don't go, don't walk off the edge. Hopefully there's a railing. You don't want to fall off the edge. Okay, 2C1. The point near the beginning or the end, especially the synonyms brink and verge, as in on the edge of disaster. The brink of disaster, the verge of disaster. Disaster is coming. We don't want the disaster to come. Please and thank you. No disasters. Right on the edge of it. Just It's just right there. We're right there on the edge of disasters with climate change. They're happening. We're past the edge, I think. Okay, 2C2. The threshold of danger or ruin, as in living on the edge. Think, uh, think, uh, why am I blanking on the name of that band? They have that song, Living on the Edge. And then Weird Al did the fantastic parody, Living in the Fridge. It's, it's so wonderful. So wonderful. Uh, okay, so the threshold of danger or ruin. People like to live on the edge. Does that mean that they are going to be in danger or ruined? Possibly, depending on what it is. Uh, it's exhilarating to live on the edge. It's fun. It's fun. I don't really do it. But I uh, sometimes. I've uh, jumped out of a plane, did a big old bungee jump. Those are a little bit living on the edge. 2D. A favorable margin. The synonym is advantage, as in has an edge on the competition. Oh, they haven't lost their competitive edge because they have an edge. They're competing, and so they're a little bit better than the rest of them. They have an edge on them, a, a favorable margin, a favorable. It's not just a little margin. It's, oh, you're, you're like way ahead. You're driving your fast car, and you're like, I see you guys back there. I got an edge on you. That's what the NASCAR drivers say. Number three, a line or line segment that is the intersection of two planes faces, two plane faces, um, as of a pyramid or of two planes. And I think I need to reread this. A line or line segment that is the intersection of two plane faces or of two planes. These are flat planes, not fly-fly planes. And uh, so that the place where they intersect it's either a line or a part of a line, and that is the edge. That is the edge of the planes, I guess. And the example of uh, two plane faces would be a pyramid. Edgeless is an adjective. On edge, that is a phrase. It has two synonyms. On edge means anxious or nervous. I am so nervous about how you are going to react to this video. I am sitting on the edge of my seat, very anxious and nervous. Please enjoy my video. 
The etymology says this is from, let's see, the Latin word, I guess it's acer, A-C-E-R, which means sharp. And that's interesting because there is, uh, I think, monitors. I think we have some like Acer monitors. Now, clearly, we've been pronouncing this word wrong all the time. But it's kind of a good name uh, because it means sharp. So, you know, sharp edges, sharp crispness on a monitor. I get I get what they're coming from. Get what they're laying down. So, acare, I think that's how you pronounce it, is sharp. Uh, from the Greek, acme, A-K-M-E, which means point. And so that's, uh, then it went into Old English and then Middle English and then Current English. I don't know what we're calling this English. Now English. Uh, chick, chick. It's been so long since I made a camera sound. Nope. How do you do it? Some, some way. I don't know. The second form of edge. This is the verb from the 14th century, starting with transitive. 1A, to give an edge to. Hmm, you're giving an edge to. So this is like maybe sharpening the knife. Yes, you'd be edging the knife. Uh, maybe maybe if you're uh, if you're in a race, a competitive race, and you help somebody else, maybe a teammate, maybe it's a relay race, you're giving an edge to your teammate, so you're edging them. I don't think people use this word that way. One B, to be on an edge of, as in trees edging the lake. Uh, so um, hmm, is that a verb? Or I guess it would be a verb. Yeah. Trees edging the lake. They're across, they're along the edge of the lake, and they make it so pretty, and you sit on the dock, and you just look at the trees and hear the birds. Two, to move or force gradually, uh, as in edged him off the road. So... This you are not in your in your fancy car race. You are not giving an edge to somebody, but you are you are uh, yeah moving, forcing them off the road, edging them. That's a whole different way to use this word. Why is why do we use edge here? Um, I guess probably because you're pushing them towards the edge of the road, the side. That's the edge of it, and uh, so I think that's I think that's why we use that. But here's the thing, though. The definition is to move or force gradually. So, but what other context can you use this verb edge, moving or force, forcing gradually when you're not going, when you're not pushing them towards the edge of a thing? Can you edge something else that's not to the edge of a thing? Maybe it's only in this one context. I don't know. Number three, to incline sideways so that one edge cuts into the snow. And the thing that we are talking about, the thing that we are inclining into the snow is a ski. The thing that you put on your foot so you can go down the snow hill very quickly and in a fun manner. You edge it, you push it into the edge, you put the edge into the snow. Four, to defeat by a small margin, and this is often used with the word out, as in edged out her opponent. So, um, now this one, this is a small margin. So, it's not a, what did we see before? 
in the previous one there was a, it was a favorable margin a favorable margin that's different than a small margin so it's a similar context just just barely in front it's in front of the com- the competitors behind you but in one context you're far far ish i guess and the other context is just a little bit i just edged you out of this situation uh, let's see. Now, here is one intransitive definition which says to advance by short moves. So, baby steps. Just uh, go ahead a little bit. Go ahead a little bit. Would this be in uh, chess, possibly, to advance in short moves? If a pawn, if a pawn is going across the chessboard, it would be edging bit by bit, I guess. No etymology for that one, and that gets us to the last word. The last word of this episode. I just took a lot of pictures of you with my brain. That camera right there. Edge City is next. Two words. Edge City, noun from 1988. A suburb that has developed its own political, economic, and commercial base independent of the central city. So, I mean, isn't that what a suburb is? A suburb that has developed its own—it's got its own politics, its own economic, its own—it's its own city. It's a suburb. I guess—is it possible that there are suburbs of a city that it's just literally a part of that city, but it's just a different has a different name, but it's still part of the same city? Hmm. I never really realized that. I just thought all suburbs were their own cities to begin with, but uh, I guess not. Okay, but here's the other question. Does it have to originally be a part of the city? Or can a suburb that's on the edge of a city be considered an edge city, even though it was its own city from the beginning, but it's part of, it's next to a bigger city? So, for instance, I live on an edge city because our city borders the city of Chicago, but I don't think we were ever part of Chicago in any way. I think we were always our own city, I think. We're not big enough to be a city. It's like a township or something. Um, but we do say city, too. We use, we use them all. I don't know why. That's weird. I'm going to say we're an edge city. Okay, those were the words. It is time for the word of the episode. So I have to quickly reread the words. We had edema, Eden, edentate, edentate, edentulous, edgar, edge, edge, and Edge City. I, I'm just going to pick Edge City because I live in an Edge City. I live in an Edge City. Terrible song, but I don't care. It's Edge City here today. <laughs> sure, that's fine. I feel like there might be a couple of weird hiccups in the video. I'm seeing it over there, but that's fine. Uh, the next thing that I'm going to do is talk about another movie that I watched because that is the habit that I have gotten into and I have them all here on a list. Look, you can see my phone. It's a, it's a dictionary phone. You can buy one of these on the Public link. Okay. Uh, Insidious 3. Uh, so I, I, I went back. Uh, Insidious 2, I talked about it in the previous episode. I think that's the one where we learn about Patrick Wilson's past and why 
he is the way he is and you know where did all of that come from and how we got started and how we meet Lin Shay's character and then in the third one this is the one that takes place in the apartment so this is a prequel to the first one maybe a prequel to the second one too I can't remember uh, this is when Lin Shay meets the two guys who are helping her with the tech stuff. I think that's when they meet, if I remember correctly. And uh, yeah, there's some also just super creepy stuff in this one. Some some good some good things. Yeah, I, the movies are fun, so you know just just enjoy them. Yeah. Hey, that's the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening and possibly watching. I might even put a clip of this up on uh, maybe social media or YouTube early. This is not going to air for many weeks. Uh, but, you know, I want to give you maybe a little taste of something. So, hey, go check out my podcast, The Dictionary. Share, subscribe, follow, rate, review, do all those things. And until next time, this right here is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye. <laughs>